0: Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast, the only podcast that's all about self improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, ya champions? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you, and in this one, we are going to talk about five reasons why bad boys and jerks get chicks. Now, if you read that title and you got all butthurt, relax, bro. You have to understand that I'm always trying to use words in my titles that will be searchable. I had somebody email me the other day all butthurt because I think we said – I don't even think it was me. I think it was a review that I read Out like an abortion, like the NLP programs that Mark gave removed files from my brain like an abortion, and they got all butthurt and emailed me. How bad does your life have to suck where you actually take time to email a podcast host about something they said and get all angry about it? And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about frame control being imperturbable and why jerks emulate some qualities that attractive men have, and what we're going to do is we're going to steal all their secrets to make them ridiculously attractive to women and be cool to women, but at the same time, use what jerks do to get them attracted to us. So it's a really fine balance, but when you get that balance correct, you can treat a girl like gold, but still be, as I always say, not to be fucked with. Before we jump into the content, gentlemen, I have to read yet another testimonial. I have been laying off of these for the last few weeks, giving you a bit of a break, But listen, summer's coming, and I want to ask you, what are you honestly going to do to make yourself more attractive to women? Are you going to have yet another summer where you're settling for sea donkeys and canyon mules, fives and sixes off the dating apps, waiting for chicks to choose you because you don't have the skill set and files in your head to be able to choose them by will? I don't know about you, man, but summer is one of the best times to get girls to get out there and meet chicks that are of your standards and it's a horrible time to be alone. It's a horrible time to have these failures where you're chosen rather than choosing the kind of girls that you want. I absolutely love summertime. It's my favorite season. I love coaching boys during the summer. There's so many events. There's so many different ways we can leverage our skill set to get girls into the top of our pipeline, and more importantly, it's a great time to fix the bullshit inside your head. So here's a testimonial from my boy, Tom. Tom, what is up? Much love to you, brother. And here's what he posted in the Brotherhood Facebook group, a community of 500 plus veterans of my coaching program, all of whom are assassins with women, helping each other to get to the next level, answering each other's questions and coming together as a community. What I really enjoy is when guys meet each other and they go hang out with each other which happens all the time. It's that brotherhood and you always need a team to get to the highest level possible. So here's what Tom says. Brothers, this is my first post. I've graduated the program a while back and I want to share something with you. When I started the program, Mark saw something in me that I did not see in myself at the time. Before this program, my confidence level in myself was nowhere near where it is today. Not only to women, but also my low self-value as well. Doing NLP and practicing Master Sings Lessons has been transformative. With practice, it really flows into your subconscious mind. Even after the three months, I always keep coming back to the lessons to retain everything to a T. This program has transformed my life on a level that I never thought was possible. This journey is not only about dating women, but it's also about improving your lifestyle. My past problems with women are a thing of the past, and now I am the selector at all times, and I ask myself, what is next? Then he goes on to talk about how he signed up for a half marathon to where he would have quit before, but with his new mentality, with updated files in his head that tell him he can do it, he is enough, he is a fucking champion, he is attractive, and he is strong enough to be able to persevere through that which his previous cowardly self, which, by the way, it was just an illusion, would have had him thinking he couldn't persevere through He was able to complete the half marathon where he said he was basically watching TV on the couch and couldn't run to the mailbox. That's pretty gangster shit, man. So, Tom... I really do appreciate you. And gentlemen, once again, if you want to kick off your summer the right way, if you want to get the hottest of the hot, brother, you have to make a big move. You have to update the files in your head. You have to get the skill set to be able to know what to talk about with these girls, know how to yank numbers, know what to text them, know what to do on the first date, how to physically escalate, all of which I cover in my three-month coaching program. Let's take you through this program during summertime where we're going to get tons and tons of girls into your life. I teach tons of ideas for how to fill the top of your pipeline with honestly more girls than you can handle. How does that sound to you? Or do you want to just have the summer you had last summer? Which, let's be honest, if you're listening to this, probably was not as good as you wanted it to be. So I'm open to you, want to meet you. Sign up on my website, coachmarksing.com, fill in the quick application, and we will discuss if this program is a good fit for you. All right, let's jump into the content. So five reasons why bad boys and jerks get chicks. Obviously, gentlemen, if you've listened to my content for any amount of time, what do you think the biggest reason is? The biggest reason that assholes and jerks get girls is because they seemingly have a strong frame. Now, frame control is discussed throughout the anthology of my podcast. I'd strongly suggest you search frame control and Mark Singh to listen to any and all episodes I've done on it. But frame basically means believing in yourself, believing in your reality, and leading the woman to where she wants to be led. The powerful thing about assholes and jerks is it seems like they truly believe in who they are. They believe in their version of reality, and they don't adjust themselves to adapt to anybody else because they are who they are. And oftentimes this comes from insecurity, especially if you're an asshole or a jerk, there's negativity strewn throughout all your interactions because you are a jerk. So that fundamentally comes from an insecure place, but what they emulate and what women often fall into the trap of is not giving a shit. They have their boundaries. They are not going to change their opinion to match a woman's. And yes, as I always say, they are not to be fucked with. I've met a lot of assholes through my two plus decades of being in this niche And many times, they're some of the most insecure, unhappy people you'll ever meet. Honestly, if you're negative, if you're an asshole, if you're screwing people over, if, like me, you're trying to turn your life into a complete ass parade where you're getting as many girls as possible and then just dropping them, there's a fundamental issue there. And I will admit to you, gentlemen, that I too was kind of a jerk in my past. I wasn't necessarily an asshole, like insulting people and things like that, but I did use girls. And consequently, I got a really bad reputation in Arizona. That's part of the reason I moved to Colorado. And that was a necessary step for me to develop as a man, to move past just trying to get sex because of my own insecurities. What was I insecure about? Because I got cheated on. As I talked about in a recent episode, So I was trying to prove to my subconscious mind that I was good enough, that I was wanted, that I was actually of value to women. I finally realized once I moved to Colorado that that came from an insecure place and I was a jerk. But what was it that I had that worked for me back in Arizona? Again, frame, I didn't give a shit. I had so many girls that I was dealing with, literally boys. I got an inheritance from my grandmother and an entire year, all I did was approach and date women. So not only do I have a very deep understanding of what it takes to become attractive to women, but I've also experienced the ramifications of being a douche canoe, which was just using girls, trying to get sex, trying to feel like I was wanted, but I can also take what works from that. And basically what works from that is, this is my life. It's my way or the highway. I don't give a shit if you stay or leave and I have boundaries If you push on those boundaries, I'm going to show you that will not stand. I will turn the car around, drop you off, and tell you to kick rocks with your head down. And just to make that one guy who emailed me a little more butthurt, you are out like an abortion because I am not to be fucked with. And that's what jerks have, right? They don't give a fuck. And it's a superpower, but unfortunately for any women listening, they will oftentimes become attracted to a guy like that. Attraction is not a choice. They'll get together with this dude. They'll catch feelings for him. Because he doesn't give a shit, he's probably talking to a bunch of other girls. He's naturally doing the 80-100 rule, which means he's giving her about 80% of what she wants from him. She gets more attracted to him, falls in love, and then finds out he's having sex with girls all over the city, which was the case with me. I've broken a lot of hearts in my past. I am not proud of it. If karma is a real thing, which I believe it is, I've got some payments to be made. My mouth wrote checks that my ass can't cash, and I truly believe that it's coming back for me. And that's why I try to give so much in this podcast. When my clients come into the program, brothers, I bend over backwards. I give my blood, sweat, and tears to these dudes. And I actually had a guy hit me up the other day. He's like, I don't understand you, Mark. You say on your podcast and in your advertising that you have more applicants than spots available. Why would you do that? Why don't you scale this thing and get all the clients you possibly can? And I said to him, I said, bro, that's not my purpose. It's not just about money. It's about fucking helping men. Because I've done a lot of bad in this world and it's my time to give back to what I feel is humanity. So when I take a dude on, I give him everything. I give him every part of me so that he too can become a girl magnet. And I do that because again, I was a jerk. I've used lots of people. I've hurt lots of people. So now in this second phase of my life, I want to give more than what I asked for in return. And that's what my entire program is about. So frame control, gentlemen, I cannot express to you how fucking important it is. I had a friend hit me up and he said, hey, man, my buddy is just terrible with women. He's been studying this stuff. He's been trying so hard. He's hired a couple other dating coaches. And when he approaches women, he just gets blown out time and time again, even though he uses their opening lines, even though he studied a lot of what other pickup artists teach. And I said, I don't even need to meet this guy. I can tell it's his frame. I can tell it's his tonality. It's his energy going in. He just comes off as creepy. He comes off as insecure. And those are the kinds of things you can't fake. A lot of you guys are listening to tons of other podcasts. You're buying all kinds of other programs, like $24 PDFs and shit like that. And you're like, why isn't this working? It's because you haven't updated the files in your head, which dictate your behavior in front of a woman. So when you go up to a woman and you talk to her, I want to let you know something. She can read right through you. She can tell exactly how insecure or secure you are via your tonality, body language, and behavior. Your bearing is what dictates their attraction. So that's why I use NLP. And guys, get this. I still can't believe it. I believe I'm the only coach out there. Of course, there's going to be copycats that come along and add this. But right now, I believe I'm the only coach out there that teaches frame control. It is the backbone of my entire program. It's the backbone of my entire podcast because it's that important. It's like teaching a baseball camp and not teaching these guys how to hit and throw. Honestly, that's how fucking important it is. So number one thing is jerks have frame. The second thing is women are attracted to danger. That's right, danger. Bad boys are mysterious. They seem dangerous. There's adventure behind them. And that entices what? It entices emotions. Did you know that the chemical that's released in your head when you feel adrenaline in a dangerous situation is the same chemical that's released when you feel attraction? Your body literally can't tell the difference. So occasionally when I go on a first date with a girl, I may drive fast or take them to an amusement park or do something where it kind of kicks up that danger element because they literally can't tell the difference between attraction for me and being slightly scared. So when a woman meets a guy who she's kind of afraid of, that will oftentimes be misinterpreted as attraction. So you have a bad boy and jerk, right? He's in the nightclub. He doesn't give a shit. He's outwardly very confident. But of course, as we discussed, anybody who's truly confident wouldn't have negativity in his life. And since we're talking about jerks, obviously that person is very negative, but the bad boy element, like the guy who has the motorcycle or the guy who has a dangerous job, or even sometimes the guy who kind of has a bad reputation, When I was in Arizona, I had that bad reputation, but girls would still get attracted to me. But you could tell they were fighting against their conscious mind as to whether or not to hook up with me. So what did I do? I was like, no, you shouldn't hook up with me. I'm a bad boy. I have a bad reputation. You say it yourself. So anyway, let's just be friends. And then what would happen? They would get so attracted to me, they would end up sleeping with me. So even when you've trashed your reputation in a weird way, that can actually work better for you. You, of course, attract women who themselves are dumpster fires. So it's not always the most positive thing. But one reason why bad boys are so attractive is because that element of danger. So what I suggest you guys do is have that element of danger in your life, in your communications, which also plays into number three, which is being a mystery. So oftentimes where she's like, what do you do for fun? I may be like, oh, you don't want to know. When she asks me lots of personal questions, I hold some stuff back to keep the mystery about myself because what does that sub communicate? That communicates that, oh, he's not answering this question because he may feel that it's too dangerous in my eyes or it's societally unacceptable in my eyes. That's why guys with tattoos and piercings and certain styles are attractive to women. If you have hand and arm tattoos, and let's say, and I'm not saying this is necessary, I'm just making an example, you're wearing a Rolex on top of them, that sub communicates that even being a mysterious bad boy, you're still able to be successful. Only rock stars and actors and certain guys who are outliers in society are able to have that kind of style, which is why it's attractive to women. Did you guys know that they actually have a dating site for dudes in prison? I don't remember exactly what the website is, but women are attracted to dudes who are bad boys, to dudes who break the rules. What does it mean when you break the rules? It means that you have a sense of your own justice inside your head, which communicates, again, a strong frame, a strong sense of reality, a strong sense of I am. I am this person, I rebel against authority, and in a lot of ways, that communicates survivability because it's the leader who rebels against other people's authority. It's the leader who rebels against those rules that society has placed upon him. Now, again, for any women listening, of course, I don't suggest that you go for guys in prison, although I will say, and I've said this before, I've worked with dudes who have come out of prison who want to change their lives but it's what's communicated by being a bad boy, a rule breaker that is so sexy to women because it communicates good survivability. Although in today's society, obviously being a criminal doesn't communicate good survivability, but we have to think back to tribal times, which is how our brains are wired. Women's attraction for you is wired in a way that goes back to the tribe. And if you remember that and you think deeply on it, you'll find ways to become more attractive being mysterious. If you're the leader of the tribe, are you going to tell everybody all your issues? Are you going to tell everybody everything you're thinking? No, you're going to keep some shit to yourself. And are you going to doubt yourself? Are you going to try to kiss her ass? Are you going to want to spend more time with a woman, for example, than you would if you were just a beta cuck in the tribe? No, you got a fucking tribe to lead. So bad boys and jerks will often communicate on a subconscious level, those attractive traits. Being a leader, having a strong frame, not being afraid of danger, right? The warrior in the Indian tribe who rides off on his horse, that's danger right there. And that's attractive. I mean, you can just imagine homeboy riding off to battle in the Sioux Indian tribe. And there's a squaw standing there watching him. She's literally getting wet as he rides off because he's not afraid of danger. He's got courage. He's got bravery. He can take care of her. And he's mysterious. She doesn't really know a lot about him. If he takes her into his tent, it might be a little dangerous, but that's exciting, right? That elicits those emotions that get women attracted, which goes to my fourth point. They're unapologetic. And that's exactly why I named this podcast, The Unapologetic Man Podcast, because we will not apologize to you if your feelings are hurt like that dude who got butt hurt when I read that testimonial that said out like an abortion. He's all butt hurt and he's sensitive and he's reactive and he actually emails me. How pathetic, man. He actually emails me telling me about it. That dude has a weak sense of reality. Here's something I really want you to take on board. And I know we're getting into 20 minutes. Some of your attention might be fading, but listen to this. If you get offended by anything that anybody else does, That tells me that you have a weak sense of reality because you can't handle the fact that somebody else has a differing opinion than yours because your opinion of yourself is so weak and fundamentally insecure. So anytime I see somebody get offended by something that somebody else does, I know immediately that not only do they have a weak sense of reality, I know immediately they're horrible with women. So guys who have a strong sense of reality, jerks and bad boys included, they're not going to apologize to you about what they are. If you tell them their leather jacket looks stupid, they'll literally laugh at you like you're a six-year-old little girl that insulted them and they look down on you with their eyes only and just smile and then look away. They're not apologizing to you for who they are and what they do. And that's extremely attractive. As I mentioned previously, I have more applicants than spots available. And part of the reason that is, is because real recognizes real. Every single guy who applies to my program, I honestly think that he's a girl magnet waiting to happen because he recognizes real in me. Real recognizes real. And what is it that he's recognizing? I'm not going to apologize to you for what I believe, the kind of content I put out, the fact that I expect for you to reply to my emails within 24 hours. And if you don't, your ass is going to get dropped. I am who I am. I do what I do. And I'm not fucking making any apologies for it. And that's exactly what bad boys and jerks do. And it is necessary that we emulate that. And number five, boys, and I want you to stick around after number five, because I'm going to talk about how we emulate that, but still treating a woman like gold. Number five is they will drop your ass at the flip of a switch. Every time I date a girl, she can sense subconsciously that I don't need her. I want her, but I don't need her. And if she fucks up, if she does something super unattractive or disrespects me or pushes my boundaries in a way that I don't appreciate, I'll drop her ass like a bad habit. Why? Because I have an abundance mindset. And that's what bad boys and jerks have. Because when they're bad boys and jerks, tons of chicks are attracted to them. It's like turning on the faucet and water comes out. You don't worry about where you're going to get your next cup of water, do you? Do you worry about where you're going to get your next breath of air? Probably not. But if you're listening to this podcast, and by the way, I have massive respect for you for listening, especially this far in, you probably have a slightly scarcity mindset when it comes to women. You don't believe there's enough women. You don't believe it's like water where you just turn on the faucet and water comes out. But it is, brother. I don't care where you live, what stories you convinced yourself to say that hot and attractive, intelligent, caring, nurturing, beautiful women are out there in droves, Whatever that is, it's a fucking lie. And let me tell you this too. Here's a massive tip. What you believe will be your reality because you literally attract yourself those beliefs that are going on inside your head. This is why NLP is so effective. We replace those belief systems and suddenly things open up that you never thought would open up. I had a 56-year-old guy just have his first threesome. I had a 34-year-old guy just have his first foursome. I had a dude who got laid in 40 minutes, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, when he met a chick at Clean Eats, they went back to his apartment and they had sex because when you update the files in your head and you believe what's possible, which is the point of NLP and which is my job to do for you, your reality will explode in ways you never thought possible. So you'll drop their ass if they do some shit that you don't appreciate and they can sense that. They can also sense neediness that you won't drop their ass if they act up, do some shit you don't appreciate, or disrespect you in a way that you deem to be a deal breaker. You'll drop them. And that's what bad boys and jerks will do. I will drop your ass at the flip of a switch. And yes, you will be off like a prom dress, out like sauerkraut. And here we go, boys. All the butthurt people, get ready. You'll be out like an abortion because I don't need you. I want you. I hope you stay. But if you don't, beat it. Kick rocks with your head down. Don't let the door hit you with the good Lord split you. Take a long walk off a short pair, you fucking sea donkey. That's the philosophy they have. So gentlemen, I want to review them and then I want to go over how we can emulate this and still be a good fucking dude, which I know you guys want to be. Number one, frame. Number two, danger. Number three, mystery. Number four, unapologetic. And number five, they will drop your ass like a bad habit. So how do we emulate this? It's easy. You do all the things that I teach you on this podcast, but more importantly, in my three-month coaching program, You have frame, you are dangerous, you are mysterious, you are unapologetic about who you are, and you'll drop chicks because you know you have plenty of them coming in. And the difference between you and an asshole, a jerk, and a bad boy is that there's no negativity whatsoever behind anything that you do. So when I say I'll drop your ass like a bad habit, I'm not like pissed off about it like that pussy who wrote me that email. I'm just like, hey, that doesn't stand, see ya. In fact, the guy with the strongest frame is the most imperturbable. He doesn't get offended. He doesn't gossip. He doesn't get butt hurt about what somebody says on their fucking podcast or what anybody says about him. He thinks it's ridiculous if they insult him because he wears a leather jacket or he has tattoos on his hands. I go to this nightclub in Denver where you can't have tattoos on your neck. Now, I don't have any neck tattoos, but I'm like, that is the stupidest rule ever. And I told the manager that. I'm like, it's ridiculous, man. It's social profiling. Drop that shit. It's fucking stupid. And I straight told him that because that's what I believe and I'm unapologetic about it. So guys, you can treat women like gold. The problem is, is when you're too needy, giving them more than 80% of what they want from you, handing them the frame, showing them your boundaries can be crossed, doing them favors, complimenting them too much, blowing smoke up their ass, wanting to hang out with them way more than they want to hang out with you, answering every single question they ask you. Let me ask you this. When a girl is drilling you on the first date with questions, how do you avoid it if you don't want to talk about it? You just say this, bro hey, I don't want to talk about this right now, but definitely in the future, if we become closer, we can talk about those kinds of details in my life. Anyway, have you ever heard of XYZ and you switch the subject? That's what a jerk would do, but we're doing it in a cool way and not being an asshole about it. We're not like, hey, Sarah, you really are intrusive with your questions. Does that work for you in the past? Anyway, and you blow past it with negativity. I might say something like that, but I don't do it in a negative way. And that's the difference. There's zero negativity behind it. We are unreactive and we are unapologetic. So you are who you are. And if you don't like it, kick rocks with your head down. That's the philosophy. Guys, to finish this off, I really want to stress this because this is the number one misunderstanding about frame control, negativity. Somebody takes a stab at you and you take a stab back at them. It has to be playful with a smile on your face, just fucking around, imperturbable. Think about that dude who's the most masculine guy you know. Does he get butt hurt and cry and yell at people and get road rage and send people emails about something they said on their podcast? Of course not. He's lighthearted. He smiles a lot. And he kind of throws it back at you with a light heart. And if he does something that you don't approve of, brother, he doesn't care. He just doesn't fucking care. And there's something so gangster about that, right? You're just like, dude, this guy's a fucking champion. That's the dude I want you to be. And that's how to steal the secrets of bad boys and jerks no negativity, but at the same time, you have all those principles in place of having a strong frame, being kind of dangerous, being mysterious, being unapologetic about who you are and dropping their ass like a bad habit if they push your boundaries too far. It's very simple. Be that leader of the Indian tribe. How does he behave? And I guarantee you all the squaws will want to get into your tent. You're going to have to invent some leather condoms so you don't get too many children added to the tribe. And even when you do get a bad reputation like I did in Arizona, it will occasionally work to your benefit. Wrap your mind around that one. Maybe I should do a podcast about that in the future. So, gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. I can't thank you enough. And I want to tell you again, summer's coming, brother. Let's fucking get this fixed. How would it feel to get to the end of your life and be on your deathbed and be like, man, The girls that I got just were not up to snuff. And then I married her, that girl, and what could have been. You get one chance and we don't know if it ends in blackness or maybe we reincarnate and get another shot, but it might end in blackness. You know, we don't know. So what are you going to do with this life? Are you going to take this one chance, these cards you were dealt and make the meanest hand possible? Or are you going to just buy these $24 PDFs and listen to podcasts and get the same results over and over again? I have NLP that will update the files in your fucking head and you too can become like all my clients who by week seven and eight, they're like, holy fucking shit, I cannot believe what's happening in my life. And I'm like, yeah, man. And it just gets better. It gets better and better and better. Having foursomes, getting blowjobs in bathrooms if you want, having sex with girls in the back of your car or like my boy Todd, yanking a girl out of clean eats and having sex with her. 40 minutes later after he was married for decades and hadn't had sex with a different girl for fucking decades. And this happened to this dude. No, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass either. I don't need to. I have more applicants than spots available. But if you want to become one of my clients, here's what I ask for. I just ask that you're 10 out of 10 committed to get better with chicks, not necessarily to work with me just to get better with girls. And I ask that you reply to my emails within 24 hours. If you come to me in a sincere way with those two things fulfilled, you and I will work together and I will make you a girl magnet as I do with every single client that comes through my program. Gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. I draw a podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and I will see you in the next episode.